0: Hello and welcome to On Point, a podcast series of fresh thinking on the big topics for corporates and institutions. I'm Jim McCormick, Global Head of Death Strategy, and this is a special Year Ahead edition.
1: So looking forward to 2021, I think that probably leads us nicely into what the title of the Year Ahead is, which is uh, Fiscal Forever, even in Europe, so is that to say that you think the policy reaction following this crisis, in terms of um, you know tightening fiscal policy again, will be very different to, to what we saw in two thousand and eight?
0: Yeah, I mean, firstly, I'll give Giovanni Zani full credit for the title. Yeah, uh, that was his that we that I, I stole uh, in the very end. But I think it it really is a, a, an important message because um, we know this year was a big year for for fiscal policy. The numbers we have are average budget deficits the gdp of uh, in the vicinity of 10 percent um which in an is unprecedented in a, in a non-combat period uh, the big question is does it continue and and i can tell you that a lot of clients we speak to are, are very skeptical the assumption is that having had the fiscal response in the crisis we're going to go back to uh, tightening from here on in and, and i would say that yeah. if there's one thing you take away from from this call uh, it's our view that that fiscal policy is not going away uh, very quickly. I think policymakers look back at uh, the tightening that they did on the fiscal side after the 2008 crisis and recognize it was a big mistake. And I, I think there's uh, there's a, there's a desire not to to make that mistake again.
1: And when you talk about skepticism, I guess the kind of subpart of that title about being even in Europe is, is the really important part there. You know, our investor survey kind of showed that there was to a certain degree a, a belief that that fiscal policy will continue to be expansive, but there's still a lot of skepticism around this happening in Europe to the same degree as, as it will happen elsewhere. Clearly we think differently. So can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, I, I think the market just has a difficult time believing that the construct of the euro area is capable of delivering fiscal policy. And you know, we've been saying all year that they've done it and the numbers are there, no one believes it. Uh, we're saying the next year it's gonna happen again, but no one believes it. Uh, I think people are very skeptical about the recovery fund uh, ever being passed. We think it will be. So you know, this is, I think, the, the, the big debate that we will have with clients in 2021, the, the belief that Europe can't deliver fiscal policy and as a result of that, uh, a, a pretty strong recovery.
1: So we think fiscal policy is here to stay in Europe. We obviously have this kind of other layer of support from the ECB and the recovery fund, as you mentioned. At the same time, we have COVID trends kind of turning. But then if you look at the U.S., we have uh, you know still worsening COVID trends there. And now actually uh, fiscal policy being questioned, sort of, now that we don't have that kind of blue Democrat sweep that that we were expecting. So, what's our view on the relative growth trends between the U.S. and Europe, and and how do we see that playing out in markets?
0: Yeah, listen, I I think that there's there's long term issues around COVID. There's there's short term issues around COVID, and I think the one of the big themes into early 2021 is going to be what what we call the growth pivot. So things are, are, are looking better uh, in Europe. So we think last week's flash PMI should be the bottom. The COVID trends are looking much better. Credit uh, to Imogen and the Euro team for the work they've done on, on signaling that weeks ago. Um, and at the same time, the U.S. is just at a different point in COVID where you're in a third wave. Cases are still accelerating. Shutdowns are just beginning. So no matter what happens through the course of next year, we're going to have a three to four month period where, Europe's getting better, the US is getting worse. Um, And and I think that has implications for currencies and and for rates into early 2021.
1: Okay, I think that provides a nice segue, well, slightly away from COVID and and now perhaps onto inflation. Because I guess if we put this all together, we have this fiscal policy paradigm shift that, that we're talking about, um, coupled with a vaccine, you know, that together we think will will stimulate a recovery next year. So that surely must mean that there's upside risks for inflation heading into 2021. And it certainly doesn't feel like that's what's being priced into inflation markets at the moment.
0: So let me let me give you another yes and no. Uh, so so yes, I I think the the, the medium term risks to inflation are to the upside and I'll explain uh, in a second. I'd say no, the the the, the risks right now uh, are pretty benign. And and what I would say is, is I think our, our global economics team did a great piece a couple of weeks ago that that went well into the weeds of what's happening in core CPI in major countries during this COVID crisis. And, and, and quite interestingly to me, if you separate the parts of the economy that are affected most by COVID from those that aren't, what you see is that we're in the middle of a very predictable demand shock on inflation that's been driven by the sectors that matter most uh, for COVID, things like transport and restaurants and and other things, and everything else hasn't done anything. And so all those debates that we've had with clients, you've had them, I've had them, on inflation going up, inflation going down, the reality is we don't have an answer yet. You wanna see that, that part of core inflation that isn't affected by COVID do something. And my guess is that we'll start to be able to answer that question second half of next year and, and certainly our view and we've written about this many times is that what you're going to find is inflation risks are probably more up than down and and you know part of it is the the policy response which it's, it's just incomparable to what happened in 2008 the fiscal lever is is a much more inflationary uh inflationary lever um i'd also say that we should all recognize that there were foundations for higher inflation in place before this crisis. And my guess is that the crisis has probably accelerated uh, that process. So uh, again, I, we don't know the answer yet. And that debate is gonna go on <coughs> throughout the 2021. Uh, but my guess is by the second half of next year, we'll start to learn more and would not be surprised to see inflation higher than people expect
1: final theme from our kind of year ahead outlook was um, about the ESG landscape. And we made the call that sustainable finance markets will hit critical mass in 2020. Um, can you just talk a little bit more around why we think that is and, and where we think the developments might come from?
0: Yeah, so I, I think the, the the best indication of what I call the macroization of ESG is the fact that I'm talking about. It. Uh, so, <laughs> so the, um, you know, listen, ESG has been an incredibly important market um, over the last four or five years. But but what's happening at the moment is it's moving much more into the macro space, and we look at that from kind of three different threads in terms of what happens next year. So so firstly governments across the world, including what looks like potentially the US finally, are making big, big commitments to climate change. And and impressively, they're also making big commitments to to bond issuance to fund that climate change. Clearly uh, in the Euro area now, even in the UK, we hope at some point in the US. Um, Central banks are are becoming facilitators. They're creating incentives for firms to, to issue green bonds, so to speak. And and regulators are speeding up the process of of making green bonds much more transparent. What is a green bond versus not a green bond. So it's very exciting. I mean for us we're 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 doing things like building green bond curves in our in our curve analytics. So I think this is something a year from now we're going to look back and, and recognize that that 2021 was a real turning point for this market and looking at it as a, as a liquid market within the uh, the liquid market space. I hope you enjoyed this episode of On Point. Please do subscribe to our channel to get future episodes and like it as this will help others to find it as well. We also encourage you to follow us on social media to get all our latest content. Speak to you again soon.